I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to Escaping Kasturbarus, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce, and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by the one person who will always try the chips. It's Amy. I will always try the chips, because chips are the best. <laughs> For once, I'm not just insulting you, I am stating but a fact, a fact. <laughs> about your existence on this you planet. You put which chips is in front of me, they will eat. be eaten. <laughs> she eats the chips, but she stays thick. Yep. Basically. <laughs> or, or gets more thick, depending uh, on how many chips you eat. Or but depending. that goes for anyone, really. I mean... I guess. What can we do? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to series two, episode number three. Is School it only reunion. episode three? Yeah. <laughs> whoops. Yeah, whoops. Aired on the 29th of April, 2006, written by Toby Whithouse. That's a surprise. I, I do not know it'd be who written, that is. I, I thought it'd be written by uh, Russell G. Davies, because... Of the big, the big thing in this episode. The big thing. Yeah, the big thing. You know, the big, the big thing about school reunion. The, oh, what? <laughs> Go on. Do you mean the father Sarah Jane Smith? Is it? Yes. Okay, great. I That's... got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, like, yeah. eh? Is this? A, so... I was sat here going. Is this a spoiler? And then I was like, wait, no, because this is a rewatch, so therefore we can talk about the episode. We can, yes. Elizabeth Sladen, the late, great Elizabeth Sladen, returns to Doctor Who, who is, unless I'm mistaken, and I'm just being a complete muppet, which I probably am. You probably are. You normally are. Is she the only classic companion to have come back in modern Doctor Who? I think so. I know that, obviously, other companions have come back in, like, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Big Finish doesn't really count as coming back, mm-hmm. as it were. I just <clears throat> hit my microphone stand there and <laughs> enjoy that. I, twi- I tried to do some air quotes. I just twanged my microphone. Enjoy that, enjoy that. Um, I think she's the only one. I think one. she is. I don't remember anybody Unless else. Unless there is somebody completely glaring that I've completely Please, forgotten. if there is, correct us in the comments below, because I'd like to know. I'm just trying... I'm genuinely just trying to think, because, like... No other companion back then, or no other companion now, has that same kind of clout. Yeah. 
that Sarah Jane Smith had. She was the Doctor Who companion in the same way that Todd Baker was the Doctor. Mm-hmm. So getting her back was almost a no-brainer. Yeah. So she comes back when the Doctor, Rose, and Mickey go to Defrey Vale. Indeed. To <clears throat> check out some weird happenings at the school. Do I would try the chips. I would just like to point out. Now, the recording of this podcast, as you well know, has been a little this while is, since This is the what last I was going to get. I realised I was getting too deep down the rabbit um, hole. Let's just talk about the episode rather than talk about I'm the I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. It has been a week and a half since we watched the episode because we <clears> attempted <throat> to watch it on whatever night it was. Friday. No, Wednesday. It was, it was a Wednesday. It was like it was Wednesday the, the It was like the first fourth? week of November. Yeah, it was Wednesday the 4th And everyone November. was setting off fireworks. And so therefore we couldn't record because of the noise outside. <laughs> Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's something I really should have opened with, but uh, yeah, obviously when we started this podcast, it was very much going to be a weekly affair, mm-hmm. but with, uh, back when that happened, you know, we were in, we, were, we weren't in lockdown. We were in sort of Maine. Actually, no, we were, we, we were. might have been. I think yeah. we were. Um, and like your schedule was completely open, yeah. basically mine was completely open. And then obviously as time has gone on, as much as like, just to put into perspective uh, how long it's been, we are back in lockdown now. Yeah. <laughs> lockdown so, 2, as like, people are we calling We are currently it. in lockdown 2 here in the UK until December the 2nd. Um, but as said, life gets in the way. Um, genuinely, we, we, you know, as we've said before, there have been times where we've genuinely been out because we've actually mm-hmm. been doing things like, you know, like we used to back when life <laughs> back was when normal. Back when life was normal. Um and yeah, as Amy said, it got very loud mm-hmm. here in Newcastle, uh, as it did all over the flipping country on the Wednesday, because obviously it's the night before lockdown. And, and all, it, about to, all about the hoose. Well, lots of loud bangs because people were being out. Because it was the night before doing, lockdown, but it was also the night before firework night. So Yeah, Guy, Guy Fawkes night here in the UK. So every, a... the fireworks everywhere. And genuinely, the fireworks continued for like a good week. Mm-hmm. Like one of my friends was saying, he genuinely he's probably still got fireworks going on now. It's just been constant for ridiculous, him, which is a shame. And then, as said, life happens. I I've been in to to work uh, a couple of times. Uh, we revealed today that we've done we we partnered with Logitech G to do some stuff mm-hmm. on the gaming channel. So I've been in and out of the office, I've sorting been out that busy doing covering shifts and doing my business and just yeah. So we've really not had a lot of time to be yeah. recording so from because from this point on i think we're probably going to say like this is just going to be unfortunately an as, <laughs> as and, when and when release like we're trying to keep up with it as best as possible um and obviously on that note there will obviously be times over christmas when we won't be doing it because we record this in our own time like it's not a work thing for either yeah, of us. Yeah, I think that's that, that's something I'd like to clarify. I mean, obviously, I've had people tweet me and people ask in the Discord, like, "Where's the podcast?" Sometimes, sometimes a little bit aggressively. Uh, and I would like, uh, yeah, it is a bit. Where's the next podcast? Come eh. on. Like, I would, I would like to to just clarify that we, Amy and I, produce this entirely in our own time. Currently, it's quarter past eight on a Wednesday yeah. evening. I could be playing Call of Duty, guys. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we we produce this entirely ourselves. Uh, what culture host it uh, on the Who Culture side and with sort of our contacts over at Acast, uh, which you know we're very very grateful for. Um, but that's because it has to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's just the way things work. So I don't think I get away with doing a 
a Doctor Who podcast in my own time entirely independently while I actually do get paid during work hours to produce content for the Who Culture channel that you see in terms of lists and, well, it's basically just lists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> occasionally news, uh, maybe some more editorials in the future, but yeah, we do produce this in our own time. So, as I said, I don't on get paid the podcast for doing before, it at all. You don't get, so. I mean, technically, I don't get paid for it either. Um, as said, we do this in our own time. Sometimes life gets in the way. The way that our schedule works as a household doesn't mm-hmm. always lend itself to work it to giving us this time to do it because it takes, you know, if we, in a, in a, in a, in a great scenario, perfect scenario, it would be like two hours. Yeah. It would be 45 minutes to watch the episode, 15 minutes to come upstairs, get set up and then start recording for an hour. That would be the dream, but it's never always the case. Nope. Uh, so we do have to take an evening off doing whatever else we might be doing mm-hmm. uh, to do this. So thank you for supporting the podcast. I can't stress that enough. Thank yeah, you. But also thanks. can't stress enough. Please bear with us. Yeah, I know we're that trying. you guys have enjoyed it and it is really great <clears throat> and it's so cool to hear that you guys enjoy this podcast. But yeah, it is something that we do we will be able we'll be doing as and when we're gonna try and stick to it every week or every two weeks at a minimum that's probably more realistic for i was gonna say i week. wouldn't say every week because it's it's not gonna happen because it's it's almost like because i said it's in our own time imagine like you work for a solid day and then it's like i'm gonna come home and do more mm-hmm. like you just keep going and it's like as said like last week last wednesday when we were originally gonna record the podcast i was in i was in the office for whatever reason mm-hmm. and i came home and i genuinely just crashed he was in like, bed was like, by eight o'clock and it was eight o'clock by and eight I was o'clock fast asleep <laughs> i was gone because i was in i was honestly i was downstairs just uh dying just completely gone i was on the sofa like on a different planet i'm like i i am in no state to try and force myself to sit and record and as much as the, the beauty of like a podcast is it you don't have to perform yeah. as it were like last night uh, on Twitch, I finished an hour early because I was just tired mm-hmm. and I still was awake. And like I was straight to bed, I was still up, but I wasn't live because doing that sort of performance side really takes it out it of you. It does, it really does. So especially when you're on for three hours and you have to literally like talk to yourself. Mm-hmm, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a very, it's a, it's a weird um, situation that mm-hmm. we're in with this podcast so I just figured I'd be clear with you, yeah. who, dear listener, that this is the current situation the podcast has. So mm-hmm. please bear with us. Um, and I know that everyone has been very nice, but please also don't be the kind of person to start badgering us. Yeah, because we, because like, that you know, won't be appreciated. we do have, like, we are people. We have lives. We have stuff we have that jobs, we have this, to do. Contrary to popular belief, this is not our job. It's not, not my our job. job. As said, I don't get paid for this. Neither do I'm I. I'm doing this we're doing this because we want to Mm -hmm. and the sort of benefit of that and the curse of that is we can do that whenever we like so if we're in a position where we're really like horrifically exhausted from a long day a long week Mm -hmm. or we get we have to go go go-karting then we can. <laughs> and you, we actually did have to because my mum bought me the voucher for Christmas, so. and we needed to get it in before the voucher expired because they'd extended it once thanks to the first lockdown. We thought we need to get this in before you know inevitably lockdown. the second lockdown happens. And lo and behold, here we are. Anyway, let's talk about Doctor Who. So we hope yes. you cleared that up. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, school reunion. <laughs> school reunion. School reunion. So I, I, I before we got sidetracked <laughs> and yes, should have really. Uh, opened with that uh Deathry Vale is a very much 
how schools look in the UK. Very, it's, very it's pretty much bang on. British high, uh, not high school, secondary school. I mean, yeah, we it don't call a it high school. school. We call no, it secondary school. No, no, that's school. why I said secondary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and, typical uh, British secondary school. Although lots of chips, that that isn't a thing. Like I, when I was at school and we had hot dinners, they did chips once a week, and then. At the time, Jamie Oliver walked in and went, school dinners need to be redone. And the chips became, like, literal cardboard. Well, so. good. I didn't have hot dinners. I had pack lunches. Did so. you have hot dinners available? Yeah. I just oh, never fine. ate them. Like, I think um, in year 10 and 11, I switched back to solely Mum always just made I... us pack dinners. Pack, pack, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? Packed lunches. Packed lunch. <clears throat> don't call it... Di- what? I don't call Breakfast. it dinner. Because up here breakfast, in, in, breakfast, the, in breakfast the north, dinner tea. in the north they call it breakfast dinner tea, but I would call it breakfast lunch and dinner. So I prefer I'm, lunch dinner egg personally. Uh, <laughs> lunch dinner egg, exactly. <laughs> That's still a thing. So uh, yeah, so we've got Anthony Head playing Mr. Finch, not of the JP Pond variety. If you know, no what that one's going to get that please, reference. <laughs> please tweet me as to what I mean by that. If you understand that will, reference, you are. A I will nerd. send you. I will send you a uh, lunch Twitter dinner cookie. egg T-shirt. <laughs> the don't a lunch exist. dinner egg t-shirt that's signed and it's you'll get it in a fortnight's time because <clears throat> get it i'm making fortnight jokes not as in flossing and are you okay fortnite. please I mean, be like, quiet fortnight between podcasts jokes anyway uh we have um <laughs> anthony Hedden, who before doctor who what did you know him in what did you do oh did my you god know him i knew him from little britain <laughs> I, I think that might be the same yeah because <laughs> he was I know he in was... little britain he was in. He's the prime minister. Of course, because, he was. Um, David Williams's character. What's he called? Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian has a massive crush on him. <laughs> oh my uh, god! And yeah. I know that he was in oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, prime minister. <laughs> yeah, he was in. He was in Buffy, which I I've never watched. Fun no, fact. Laura watched, watched Buffy, Vampire but Slayer. I never did. Um, and oh, he's also was he? Isn't he Will's dad? In in between us, I, think I he have is. no idea. You know, I've never. I might be making it. that up. Anyway, so yeah, Anthony Heads in, who is like, I can understand why David Williams has this has this infatuation about him because there's Ugh. just there's just something the about Silver Anthony Head. Fox. And I'm sorry that uh, somebody in the comments of last week mentioned that we talked about the intro and then just simped over David Tennant for an hour, and it's like <laughs> I'm, we're now just going to simp over Anthony Head. No, I, I think Anthony Head is fantastic. He has this fantastically creepy aura about yeah. him. Especially in this and episode. It's this this creepy but calm aura. Like mm-hmm. he he you know, quite apt to the he's a teacher or he's a head teacher in this, that he is he has this like sound exterior. He's super chill. Yeah. And he will very rarely raise his voice, but every student will always be on edge that if you tip him over the edge, he will like I mean, Amy Alive is quite literal in this you. sense. But like I bet he was a teacher that the kids respected. Oh yeah, he's but like also one of those quiet. We're but terrified de- of him without still. without relating this to a fart. He was one of those quiet but deadly ones. <laughs> quiet but deadly. Well, I mean, you wouldn't silent, say silent. But deadly. No, you wouldn't say he was a silent teacher because he wasn't silent, was he? He was quiet but deadly. I'm gonna next time I do one, I'm gonna say, "Oh, that's quiet but deadly." Well, I say silent and then but you're... violent because it rhymes. <laughs> We've gone from Anthony Head to Farts. As per usual with this we podcast. We hope you've missed the podcast, guys. <laughs> um, but actually, just speaking about uh, Anthony Head, because obviously the episode opens, the cold open is the girl who's an orphan. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, I had a headache. Because uh, you remember remember at school you got sent home having a headache? Yeah, Jesus. And nowadays it's like, oh, suck it up. Nowadays if you cut your finger off in like, I don't know, IT or IT. What was I saying? <laughs> Not T, not IT. What is it? Tech in in DT. Uh, DT. Design that's technology. The one. Now, if you cut the your finger o- off in DT, you wouldn't get sent over. Just be like, stick a wet paper towel on it. You'll be the all right. The only way, the only thing I can think of <laughs> when you say about cutting your finger off in in IT would be uh, either making a joke about cut and paste. Because, <laughs> For God's sake, of course. Or you you're in IT building a PC, which I wish they did. No. In IT, and you cut yourself with an IO shield because though all of you PC nerds who are listening, if you're not an IO shield, is you know that thing's sharper than hell. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, anyway. No, I meant DT. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you would just be like, stick a wet paper towel on it, because that's how it apparently was... how all British Thank teachers. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Lumbus, in primary school for applying the wet blue paper towel to my knee. Literally. And go, go on, you little tit. Off Piss you go. off. That's yeah, literally how they bit. solved everything. If you got a cut, yep. wet paper towel. If you fell over, wet paper towel. Miss, miss, my arm's fallen off. She's no, like that at the wound with a bit, a bit of paper towel. And they um, were blue. Yeah. They were always blue. They were always blue. Yeah. The, uh, this, this, this young orphan gets uh, taken into uh, Mr. Finch's office. You, know, you poor... Thin child, like oh, because oh, she goes. I I live at the the children's home, and he goes. No parents, no one, no to, one to love m- you, no one to miss you, no one to miss you. And it's, it's like, like oh, wow, right. rub it okay. in a little bit. But Jesus. then he, obviously, he, when he closes the door, he has that look in his eyes of like, it's like <laughs> he I'm goes, not going to simp again. It's nearly I'm not gonna lunch. Simp. <laughs> it's almost time for lunch. I don't want to simp again. But he has that look in his face, that evil of like I'm about to like literally kill this child. But it's also like, hey, Anthony, devour me. I mean, I'm pretty sure she wasn't <laughs> thinking that. But the, the, one of the things that's always annoyed me about that particular section is the fact that when the child screams, it is very, very blatantly an adult scream. Yeah, literally. It's like... It's, so, it, it, it's, it's, it's honestly one of the parts about the episode that always infuriates me. Mm-hmm. But it is so very blatantly an it's adult It's such a scream. stock noise. Like, they couldn't have just... I mean, they literally had hundreds of children in for the recording of this episode. They couldn't have just got one of them to scream and put it over I mean, the top. I mean, take, take. Um, when, when did I tell you about my the CBB the oh yeah yeah in my the, movie the, the, yeah? But I said that they just got a girl to stand and scream for an iMac. Yeah, I would, BBC. I'd have sent you that. Actually, no, they've already made it. I'll, I'll send you that sound. I'm gonna dig out that <laughs> iMac G3 from uh, 13 years ago. And I'll dig out that really, really distorted scream, and you could have used that. And yeah, it would still come from somebody better. who was about the right age. But yeah, that that that's always annoyed me mm-hmm. that particular scene. But um, Tennant's doing his physics thing. He's got Milo being all clever. Good uh, old Milo. Good old Milo. Who gets eaten oh, with, after my, like I've just, I've, the next two minutes? <laughs> I've just looked over at my other screen uh, and looked at the cast list. The uh, the actor that played Milo, yeah, was called Clem Tibber. What? That's that's incredible. <laughs> Clem Tibber. Clem Tibber. <laughs> Fabulous. I, what I a name! It. I know. That's incredible. It's great, that. So yeah, Tennant is a teacher. Rose <laughs> is a dinner lady. Mm-hmm. And Mickey is the tin dog. Sorry, I'm about to simp again. Can we just, if you had David Tennant as your teacher, who? <laughs> Boy, if he was my teacher in Everyone's secondary school. Everyone's at the school, front of the class. I mean, we had a hot teacher in secondary school who was Scottish, but he was very short. 
Um, <laughs> so, so compared David to Tennant. David Tennant, not quite, but he was really lovely and actually quite attractive. And you would not believe the way the girl swooned over him. Can you? He wasn't nowhere near as hot as David Tennant. Like, can you imagine <laughs> having David Tennant as your teacher? Uh, if I was in that room, I would literally just be like, <laughs> yep. I wouldn't and be able your, to learn anything. Every every podcast, you will get that noise from Amy while David Tennant <laughs> and Matt Smith probably are on on the screen. Matt Smith's um, okay. I think the, the I. I didn't have, like... Actually, I don't think I had any, like, super hot teachers at school. Mm, I think it's a bit um, different for, for female teachers, isn't it? I, I don't mean... I mean, don't mean so much for female teachers, I mean, just generally. Oh, right. I'm, try, I'm just trying to think. Like, there was one teacher at school who I didn't have because she joined the school when I was in year 10, mm-hmm. and she taught history, I think? And you didn't take history for GCSE? I didn't take history for GCSE, No. And um, she was, uh, I think she must, must have been her first school, probably. Right. So she was very young. Mm-hmm. She was very skinny and she was blonde. Wow. And I, all, I, I, I barely ever like even heard her speak. She was a very, very timid mm-hmm. woman, it seemed. And the only real story I ever heard about her was the fact that one kid in my year, who funnily enough wasn't like the class dickhead, he was a really sound lad, mm. and for some reason he went he, he went up to the front of the class and asked for a number. I <laughs> <laughs> got put in isolation. For what him. an idiot! And it was just like, dude, did you really? Why? Like, I expected you know this guy or this guy to do that, but not you. <laughs> Like, are you, are you, are you, maybe really he genuinely simping? was that into her? <laughs> are you simping this hard for what I can't genuinely can't remember what her name is? Oh, that's genuinely funny. don't know, but yeah, so hot teachers aside, um, I'm just, I'm sort of picturing the staff room scene at the moment mm-hmm. with uh, when Sarah Jane gets introduced. Yeah, I'm just picturing the scene where he's like stood in the front of class asking all of his Amy, it's all you're ever picturing. Just, I, I mean, mean, just David in a suit, like. So the entirety of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And especially when he puts his brainy specs on. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Good evening, class. Don't That's why I'm picturing him in that part of the stuff. Right, the anyway. Thing. So Sarah Jane's introduced, and this that elation on the Doctor's face. like I think there's, He looks so think, adorable when she comes in the room. Tennant in this scene, I, I feel like he knows exactly how to act this. A, because obviously Tennant is a massive Doctor Who super fan. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is known. Um... He knows how the Doctor would be feeling in that instance. But I think also shining through in that particular scene is David himself mm-hmm. simping for <laughs> Elizabeth Sladen. Like, Not this simping, is... that's the wrong word. <laughs> I'm just using a relevant word to our conversation thus far. Um, the the fact He's that just he's in seeing, a total awe of her, I think. He's seeing like arguably like a hero of hers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might be completely wrong. I'm pretty certain he, he was watching back then. Maybe not, I don't know. But he will have known of Sarah Jane Smith, mm-hmm. like growing up anyway. Oh, absolutely. So he he he's got that elation is both the Doctor being excited to see her again, but also I can't believe Tenor. I'm working with uh, Elizabeth Slater. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 so it's so wholesome to see, and it's it's so he cute. just looks like, so cute when she comes in the room, and he's like, oh my god! You just see his face light up, and he's like, yeah, he Sarah literally Jane like Smith. glows. <gasps> Which is so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, and um, also introduced is uh, is Kenny, the the little kid, the, the, the short the kid, the short chubby the, kid. Yeah, played by Joe Pickley. We've got some good names. Good names for these, for these actors. 
um, who's the kid who's not allowed to try the chips. He doesn't eat the chips. His, not uh, allowed, His mum says... Because uh, uh, obviously the, at the school, as Anthony had, Mr. Finch explains to Sarah Jane... Uh, all the school dinners are free because mm-hmm. the chips have krillotin oil, makes them clever, they can break the skaters' paradigm, etc., etc. But Kenny's not allowed to try the chips. So I wonder whether it's not really explored as much. I'm assuming that when th- this oil also gives them a bit of, like, um, control over the children, that they're, they're, they're more... Um, Receptive. What's the word I'm thinking of? No. Not susceptible to, like, commands. Yeah. Well, I suppose they are. Well, what's susceptible? I mean, susceptible, susceptible is like the right kind of word. But yeah, it's not like receptive the is word kind of, of like what you mean. But yeah, they're they're, they're more they're more open to be uh, to be sort of you know manipulated. Like the fact that there's that girl who uh, you see a couple of times in the episode, the one who's like it says to Kenny, "Oh, class is back. Break already. time's over early. Isn't that great?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, which we literally will never hear any British no, school kid say that to you ever. ever. <laughs> so. The break time is a very important time. Um, I mean, at my break and, times, we had kids just setting fire to bins. So if that gives you I mean, any sort of... Uh... <laughs> my break times, we used to hang under a tree by the car park of the college that was literally right next door to the school. So we'd see all the, all the, all the people at the college were like, you know, 17, 18, with their, you know, with their first cars. It's like, oh, you've got a, a Citroen Saxo with the exhaust oh. signers taken off. Oh, how big's your dick? There goes Bay um, in his Corsa. <laughs> there goes my future husband in his course he just revved extremely loudly as he drove past me um, and also we, we used to hang under a tree that one kid decided to set fire to with a lighter and a deodorant can great managed to stamp it out before it got bad but Thank that was god. fun thank <laughs> uh, god god I love that tree because we were also by the uh, the where the, the, the caretaker would dump all the, the grass trimmings we didn't really have so much grass in my school like there was a huge bit of oh, field but it was kind of blocked off was ours was just kind of like paved because it was in like two buildings where you had like a kind of like walkways between the two buildings so everything like on the ground was just paved all the way around the school and then you had like the back bit where you had like the the slight grassy area and then it went down to like all the football pitches and it was massive but they just fenced most of it off that's a shame i know um, anyway, let's. We get, We've gone we off tangents so, again. We're going so many little tangents to school because you know it's a school reunion. We're going back to school. And we haven't um, been at school for how old is this going to make you feel? Eight years? Nine years? Eight years? Yeah. Eight years. We graduated into well, year eleven in well, two thousand eleven. Sixth, sixth form was twenty thirteen. Yes. We so, so we yeah, haven't been, been school nine for years since seven like, years. Normal school. Oh, oh my. Um, but yeah, so uh, Kenny sees one of the teachers under the desk as a bat, mm-hmm. and yeah, I like how they got the black teacher to have the darkest skin, Krillotane. I actually quite enjoyed that because it sort of was I, like... I like it. I just I just find it kind of strange that there's still kind of this like you have like pale and darker Krillotane bats. To I guess represent so. the white but then I suppose teachers. like it's kind of like humans, isn't it? Why would you not have like yeah. It's true. Because, I, I mean, know, if they've it... adopted... If they're invading loads of different planets and they take on different things of different species, then I suppose one different species I just out there... That, like, I can't say species skin, skin tone would be a thing for the like the amalgamative... Well, I guess uh, maybe they the invaded someone so, okay. who had different skin tones. I maybe. mean, you know. But Mr. Finch know. doesn't. Mr. Finch isn't like... I think I asked the question to you when we started the episode. Like, is... Like, because I think you... Or did you I think say, I said it to you. I was like, why is he Mr. always Finch a human? A bat? And it turns out it's because he literally takes the form of a human. Because he prefers like, oh. it. 
Yeah, because he likes it. A personal favorite. She Even says. though I don't think they've ever overtaken the humans, so I think he's is it just I think, a disguise. It seems to be that. No, I, I think I think Krillotains like potentially have like relative free will. I guess to do so. as they please, but they probably work together in a pack. But maybe because Mister Finch is very blatantly the leader, maybe of that little pack, so that he maybe can he's change. Like, well, I'm going to do what I want. Doesn't. You guys, you guys stick to the straight and narrow. I'll do what I like. Maybe yeah, maybe he can. He just doesn't. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe just the you know the queen could be a bat for a weekend. We'll we'll continue to be humans. Eh. We'll just do as we do because eh. we all answer to the queen here in the UK. Eh. <laughs> a big insight into into the British life for all of you. <laughs> it's really not. Listening to the it's really not. It's 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 really not. We I barely answer to my. I don't know, teachers at school bringing it back school to relevancy. <laughs> I don't listen to the Queen. <laughs> no. But actually, you know what? I realised I actually wrote some stuff down. Okay. Uh, that would I've be just helpful. Remembered, I just remembered that I wrote like two things down. Because we I'll are. I just hit my mic on again. Going off um, tangent. Because like, we realised that we weren't going to be able to film this like straight after we record like you normally do. So I All wrote, right. I wrote good, good. Good. I'm glad you took notes because uh, I did not. Uh, yeah, well, the three things I wrote down, we've already covered two of them. Great. So it's okay. Okay, fab. The last, the other thing is not until right at the end. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, let's let's go back. Let's go to when uh, the Doctor, Rose, Mickey, and um, Sarah, Sarah Jane. Jane all break back into the school. Rose has seen um, the dinner lady get covered in acrylate oil. Starts mm-hmm. it fizzle and like flash up in the side room in the kitchen and so on so she says to mickey like you know you were right to it's fine she does that (laughs) (laughs) super dry humor line um she's you know you're right to call us if there's something going on Mm -hmm. so in they come and (laughs) you have the other i love the the sequence of the bats like coming through the school that you don't see them necessarily and they're all reacting to it. And then you have that fantastic build-up to Sarah Jane walking into the, the PE cupboard. Yeah, of To find places. the TARDIS. Because it's like, almost like you don't realise what she's going to see. It could almost, like... Obviously, now we've seen it, we, we know that that's the case. But maybe back then, maybe when you first watched it... If there are people who are listening who did watch this for the first time, along mm-hmm. with this podcast, I think by the by the guessings of questions and, like, comments we've had, I'm, I'm assuming the Most people who listen to this have people already seen watches. it. But, like... Do you think people may have seen that and thought maybe she was about to see something else? Maybe she was about to see Mr. Finch stood yeah. there waiting to see Because it like he is still in the school. It um it almost seems like when she walks in and gets like almost kind of like shocked and scared that she's gonna have walked into like a room full of bats or like, you know. A room full of dead children. Yeah, something like that. But then you it, the camera turns around and it's the TARDIS. And I love the way they lit it to make it almost sinister as they well. They lit it from beneath, like you're telling a story on a campfire. Yeah. And, and then uh, it comes with that sort of Doctor's theme. She like style. backs then, out. And Sorry. then the camera rotates around. And, and he's behind her. And oh, just the fact that he stood boy. there, she realises who he is. She's like, it's you. And the, the John Smith must have been a clue anyway. Because she was Probably. like, I had I mean, a friend I, who used to go by I John think, Smith. I think because it's been so long and it seems to be that she's been, as a journalist, she's always, she was always a journalist, like the fact that she was always investigating and stuff and, and even to the but slightly paranormal. Yeah. Um, She's probably had like a... I wonder how many people she might have seen between the end of her time with Tom Baker and to now, to how many people she's looked at and gone, are you actually Could him? Could you like, be? Yeah. I don't know. You don't actually really meet many people called John Smith, though, do you? Like, I don't know anyone called John Smith. <laughs> no, not do I. So? No. I don't think so, anyway. I might be missing somebody. I don't think I do. Um, but yeah, then again, like we, we see Tenant's elation for seeing Sarah Jane. We see Sarah Jane's elation 
And then suddenly she just drops down to, mm-hmm. uh, you could have died. I thought you died. <laughs> you left like, me. Yeah, full, like, full on emotion. I mean, I suppose and, you would, like, you haven't seen this person in... Yeah, she, it's, 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 it's as if, like, you know... Everything a, she a relative thought that you, that A day. relative you adore, that you, you know has passed away, just suddenly comes back. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't realise they weren't actually gone. And everything like, you thought has just come tumbling out of your mouth because you just think, oh my god, I need to get everything out right this second. You would, yeah. It's just not worth it. No, not at all. But um, we haven't really talked about Rose or Mickey much yet because yeah. until now, until <laughs> this point, they're not that. They're not that sort relevant. Of, they're not that relevant. But when obviously when Sarah Jane comes back in, um, there's the Mrs. and the X thing because oh, you don't boy. really. <laughs> every man's worst nightmare: the Mrs. and the X. Um, you don't see that that often in in Doctor Who. Mm-mm. Not really. Not especially not with a gap this large. As I said. The um, you know, Sarah Jane is as far as I'm aware. Like, again, please correct me if I'm wrong, but in the main Doctor Who New Who series, we've not had old companions from Classic Who come back, uh, not yet anyway. Mm. Um, so we haven't had this experience before, and yeah, the idea that you know Rose gets that real that realization of wait, I'm not the first person to travel with you, and as the audience, I like, mean, well, duh. duh. <laughs> but then. You know, we, we get to see that explore. We see Sarah Jane being excited to see, oh, like, this is this is the person who gets to experience this. Like, she's... You, you don't see that kind of jealousy from Sarah Jane. She's been there, she's had it. And as much as there is this um, idea of, oh, you know, so you're travelling with him now, you know, fine. There isn't that kind of spiteful approach from Sarah Jane to her, whereas Rose is, like, I, I think pure fizzing. I think Sarah Jane kind of reacts to the spitefulness in a way that you would almost be, like, defensively. Like, she doesn't care that she doesn't travel with the Doctor anymore, but when Rose is suddenly like, hmm, he never mentions you, and she's like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? Eh? Well, she's she's a bit more, like, taken aback by it because, you know, she's she's had the time to move on. It's why, like, at the end of the episode when the Doctor says, you can come with me, she's like, actually, no. But, okay. like, she does react to the way Rose, like, speaks to her because, I mean, when oh, they're does, having that argument react. in the middle, she's like, um, Daleks and Rose, I've met the Emperor. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's like a kind of battle of, uh, it's like a pissing contest, but... Uh, it is, it's absolutely a pissing contest. But not then, uh, they, they, But then there's that realisation, that fantastic realisation they're both not as different as each other. Mm-hmm. And they start laughing about the doctor stroking the TARDIS and explaining things <laughs> at a million miles an hour and looking like you dribbled on your shirt and stuff like that. And and seeing that dynamic, it's something that I kind of miss hmm. in, in, in modern Who. It that, is that very much so. You anymore. don't get that. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, there are two questions I've got from Jedi Spartan and Mark Warner. Jedi asked, um, uh, unsure, about my, unsure about our classic Who knowledge, but are there any other companions from the old era you'd like to see return at some point? And Mark Warner asked, you know, who or what would you like to see come back or get a spin-off? The spin-off of Sarah Jane will get to in a bit. So, obviously, Ames, you don't know Classic Who. I really don't know Classic Who. Well. The only episodes of Classic Who I've seen are Dalek stories, and you've shown me maybe two of them. You've shown yeah. me Remembrance of the Daleks because it's your favourite Classic Who story. And... It's favourite Doctor Who story, end off. Okay, favourite Doctor Who story. Yeah. And uh, you showed me... Now, forgive me for this because I'm going to absolutely butcher my description of this. You showed okay. me the one where... Is it a Dalek story? It is a Dalek story where... Uh, which Doctor is it? I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Where they're on the planet with the invisible people. 
Oh, and, Planet of the Daleks. And yeah, they have to escape Pertwee. out of the room by making a makeshift hot air balloon. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I love that that, it sounds so ridiculous, but yeah, you're absolutely That's what I remember yeah, that's, from the episode. That's, that's Planet of the Daleks, it's spitted on. Right. Uh, which is actually referenced in... Um, uh, Remembrance of the Daleks as well. Okay. Yeah, well, that's all in, I remember. That's all speak, I've seen. Speaking of remembrance, it's Ace. Yeah. I Ace. just want Ace to come back because I love Ace mm-hmm. so much. I had she someone this... at my old job tell me that they reminded me of the girl who plays. Seriously, Ace. you would do it. You would do a mean Ace cosplayer because they went. They were wearing a Doctor Who top, and I went, "Oh, I like your top." And he went, "Oh, do you know who?" Uh, who Sophie Aldred is. Sophie Aldred is. And I went, oh yeah, doesn't she play Ace? And he went, hey, you do know. I was like, yeah, he went, well, you no, look a lot like her. Honestly, like, you are right. Thanks. <laughs> you, you, would, you, would make, you would do a really, really convincing Ace I think it's because I had a plait in at the time and he was like, oh, you remind me of Sophie Aldred. I was like, oh. That'll be a great costume for you. <laughs> we got a Doctor Who con. Isn't she like blonde we'll... though? Or like a bit? She's, uh, no, she's very much brunette in... In Doctor Who. Right. I think as she's gotten older, her hair's gotten lighter. Right, fair enough. Unless she dyes it. But I know mm-hmm. when she last did some Doctor Who stuff, she did look, her hair looked a bit lighter. But yeah, it's Ace. It's it's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. Ace who, who I'd love to come back. Um, I think her name's, her name's Dorothy, actually. Dorothy? Yeah. Eh? Her character, she's called Dorothy. Oh, not Ace. No, I Ace see. is like her, is, is like her, her nickname. nickname. I'm just going to Google it, because I'm pretty certain it's Dorothy. I wouldn't know. Like I said, I can't answer your question, unfortunately, because I don't watch Classic Who. I don't know any companions from Classic Who. Can I... Why is it not showing me her actual name? But I feel like people who watch Doctor Who have all said the Rani, and I don't know what that is or like... The Rani is another Time Lord. Uh, The Rani is more of an enemy. Right. The Rani is an enemy, But I mean, it still counts to... to... I would would love to see... um, 
the Ronnie come back. Uh, yeah, Dorothy Gale McShane. Wow, that's a name. No wonder she goes by that's, Ace. That's that's her name. <laughs> Dorothy yeah, yeah. Gale McShane. Yeah, I, I'd love to see Ace come back. She did do uh, she did do some audio books for Class. All right. Which Class I've never watched. Honestly. Yeah, I've heard about. I didn't it. watch Class, uh, which is a shame because I watched Torchwood. I watched uh, watched some of the Sarah Jane Adventures, but I never watched Class. Mm-mm. Maybe it's uh, comments section slash Twitter. Let me know if if class is worth watching because I know it got canned after one series. Oof. Um, and Peter Capaldi does appear in it. And oh my Weeping god, Angels Peter Capaldi right in the, the Who universe? Right, I'm not being funny. That needs to be a video that you do on the Who Culture channel. Is all the times Peter Capaldi has appeared in the Who in the Who universe the and Peter Capaldi timeline. How it relates to him being the Doctor later on? Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he is everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, in answer to your question, Jedi Spartan and Mark Warner, just Ace. Just give me Ace back. I just want Ace. Obviously, we had um, we had Joe come back in uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, who was in Planet of the Daleks. Okay. The blonde one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she came back in, in uh, Death to the Doctor, I think it's called, in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Right. It's got the... Um... Oh, they're like weird ostriches, and they're voiced by... Um... Uh, David Bradley. Oh, right. Okay. Fair is enough. It, it's not. It's, is it the Shan Sheath? Mm-hmm. I've never. This seen is me. It. This is me. Like he's like sinking real hard. It is the Shan Sheath. Well they're like done. Weird. They're like big weird ostriches. Vo- sorry, ostriches. They're like vultures that shagged ostriches that shagged a really really wrinkly ballsack. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna send you a picture so, right now. Hairless right. cats, then. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. There you go. I've just sent you a picture. Look at that. That's what they are. Well, that is basically what a vulture looks like. Yeah, I know, but it's because they're like stood up so tall. They look like ostriches. It's weird. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, Ace, give me Ace. Okay. I want Ace. I want Ace okay. to come back. Just great. Thanks. Ace. Thanks for that tangent. <laughs> You're welcome. It was, a, it was a tangent of questions. It, it was. was. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was fitting. Um. I wish you guys could see our Discord chat, by the way, because literally it's just weird pictures of Doctor Who stuff. We've got a melty face of Bo. We've now got weird vulture creatures. We've got a Sister of Plenitude costume that looks like a blooming... It's been squished and run over or something. It's just weird stuff from Doctor Who. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Where were we? we I said, where do we go from here? We we talked about... uh, Rose and Sarah Jane's relationship. Um, K9! K9! Why am I miss about K9? Oh my god. What am I like? John Leeson back as K9, we who we haven't seen before. We are in a car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> iconic. Um, I, I, you know, the last, the, or one of, actually, the only classic Who episode that I actually own on DVD that has K9 in it is The Leisure Hive, where R- uh, Romana is on, I think they're in Brighton, and Romana throws a beach ball into the sea, and K9 just goes after it, and just <laughs> literally just explodes when he hits the water. What the shit? And it's like, why is that, a th- why did K9 follow it in? Like, you complete tit. So K9's not even in the ep- in this in the serial, he's just at the beginning, blows up, and then just stays in the TARDIS. Great. And um, I had this discussion with people on the, uh, the Who Culture Discord, just like, is the Leisure Hive complete crap? Because it was like the second classic Who serial I ever watched. Right. And yeah, it's Apparently it's quite it peculiar. Right. 
But K- yeah, K9's back for the first time in God knows how long. He tried to have his own spin-off. I think he did have his own spin-off back in... What was it called? K9 and Company. Oh. Which I... Okay. Whenever I'd see the name of it in... Uh, on like Wikipedia or something, I always thought there was maybe like just a, a coincidence that it was called K9. Mm. But no, it was actually... Actually a spin-off. It was actually a spin-off series. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, it was a spin-off series. It was a, it was a television pilot. <laughs> Good That obviously boy. never got picked up because it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, even like Sarah Jane Adventures where K9 would technically exist because K9 is Sarah Jane's dog. Yeah. Um, Kitty's barely in it. I know. He's barely in Sarah Jane Adventures. Most of the time he spends like floating in a in a bloody void through a hole in the wall in Sarah Jane's loft. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I remember. But it's really cool to see him uh, to see him back, to see I the like little boy him. back. I like him. He's cute. He is cute. And then and, Mickey's you know, like, oh my God, I'm the tin dog. I'm the tin dog. <laughs> I'm the technical support. I'm the... Oh my god, I'm the tin dog. <laughs> um, but it's it's like that parallel of Mickey to to K9. It it's not wrong. Mm-mm. Like he is not the technical support. Like he's the one at the computer to save the world in Aliens: London Mobile Three. Mm-hmm. He's the person who's at his computer at the beginning of this episode saying, "I was right to call you in," mm-hmm. and la di da and stuff like that. So he is right. But it's like K9 played such a, a pivotal role in the Doctor's life back in the seventies. Um, it's obviously goes to show that. It's the same with with Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mickey so, the you know, idiot, even though he's not he called Mickey the idiot anymore. No, it's like sad face. Comparing himself to K Nine is not a bad thing. Nah, K Nine's dope, man. K Nine's great. Why? Why does he look so disco? I love that line <laughs> so much. Hey, it that's is... my dog. <laughs> yeah, I just oh, it's and then Mickey like laughing at him. Oh, it's a voice. I just when, love when John Leeson's back in. He's so cute. It's like, do we do we see him again in Doctor Who? Substance is crinoline oil. And um, I, I don't I, think analy- so. analyzing. I don't think we do. Even when Sarah Jane comes back with Luke in like Solar. Oh Jones my End, god! Like, yeah, I forgot about that. K nine's not there. No. Right? Another thing. K nine. Just get K nine back. K nine Mark. Five, yeah, I want K nine back. Okay, let's let's put that out right now. <laughs> yeah, let's get K nine back in. Um, his little tail wagging. Which bit was it where I turned around to you and I was like, "Oh my god, look at his little tail's wagging." I think it's. I think it's at the end when the doctor is like saying, "When K nine says, oh, um, my, I can fire my weapon at the vat and it will explode, but I need to be directly beside it.'" Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like giving him a good head pat and he wags his tail. He goes, and he "Good, goes, boy, you and he good goes, boy." Affirmative. Affirmative. And he's like, little <laughs> wagging his tail. It's so cute. I know he's metal, but like, he's a dog. I love He's dogs. cute. You can't yeah. not love dogs. Could you imagine, like, they, they did a, a big remote control canine. I used to have a little remote control canine. Oh my canine. god, if they did a big one. Could you imagine if they did, they did a big one, not like full size, mm. but they did like a relatively large one. Imagine like trundling that through your house and watching your dogs go nuts. <laughs> my dogs wouldn't know what to dog. do with it. Fish would just stare and watch it. Um, yes, Joey my dog is called, himself. just to clarify, my dog is called Fish. Um... Well, she's not. She's not. She's called Poppy, but for the sake of purposes, she's called Fish, okay? Um, yeah. Joey would literally just be there like, what the shit is this? What is this? What is happening? I don't <laughs> understand. Um, but he'd probably just, like, stare at it. Like he stares at everything. <laughs> yeah. But nah, I think the rest of them would just... I don't know how much they'd pay attention to it, really. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean to so- be fair, though, if they did make a life-size one, what's that website that makes life-size Daleks? They could probably make a life-size canine. They probably do. They probably do. They probably do. They do, like, TARDISes and other costumes Oh, well, they probably well. easily they probably make a do. canine, then. If it's, not, good- if it's not remote control, we're going to be having words. 
I mean, we could easily just put some wheels in it. We're not buying. We're not buying a K9. We're not buying. No. If I if I can't buy a full size Dalek, you cannot buy a full size. Where would K9. we put a full size Dalek? I don't know. In the garden. It's not um, gonna go in the garden. I know. I know. As much as that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. So, in regards to the actual like the main plot, the Krillitanes have come to the school. They're they're using the children to break the Skaces paradigm, which is basically a theory of everything. If you break the code, you become a god. Like mm-hmm. basically, you you, you have you, control you of the universe. You understand the building blocks of the universe and you can just go from there. And the thing that I find fascinating about the this episode, when they're up in the IT room and there's Rose, and it's after, I think it's after Rose and uh, Sarah Jen have had their little laughing fit mm-hmm. and the doctor walks in and then the the kids start you doing the, the paradigm thing. They lock the school down and blah, blah, blah. They kill the rest of the staff. Um, and uh, Mr. Finch comes upstairs into the, into the room and he's talking about being gods and he's like, we can make... You know, the doctor says, oh, you know, make the universe all in the image of Mr. Finch. And he's like, no, no, we can make this place better. And the thing that I find fascinating is as much as they are a... They, they get to this position by force. Yeah. Um, Which obviously very heavily implies that they are the bad guys, which mm-hmm. is completely understandable. But when, he, when Anthony Head delivers that little speech about becoming a god and then saying like, oh, you know, we can have someone like you. Like, we could get... We can have power, but you can give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like... As much as it's a means of, like, cancelling out a threat, I do find it fascinating to understand what they would really do. Yeah. Because unlike, say, the Master in The End of Time, he's not trying to turn everything into Krillotanes. He just wants to make the world better. I feel like, as much as it's not as explored, because you've got 45 minutes, comparative to, say, Thanos in the MCU, Thanos is a villain end of story yeah but the motivation for his villainous ways is understandable mm-hmm. like we like when we had this sort of discussion about harriet jones at the end of christmas invasion yeah. like is she was was that fun? act evil yeah yes was that act justi- justified yes. also yes thanos is the same and depending on what like you know what what's the proposal head is what like. what um i keep calling it anthony head but finch what what his proposal is for the for the universe with with him at the helm you know we don't know what he would do Mm-mm. if he turned around and said we will you know we'll, we'll t- take over the universe and we'll burn every creature that's not us and blah 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 then you'd know that there, there is a villainous side to it the doctor just you know as as anthony's head sorry you, you put you maybe say it now as mr finch says we you know you're so fascinated with the past you want to preserve things as they are. Why not look to evolve? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's almost like the doc. They almost like the doctors a Tory. He well, just wants <laughs> them to stay as they are. Well, I think no. Let's not compare the doctor to a Tory, <laughs> shall we? I like yeah, the doctor. Do um, yeah. The I think the point of um, like the speech is is to sort of because this is the first time. I'd say the first time in Doctor Who that we've come across a villain that isn't outright just a villain. That isn't, like, in New Who anyway, sorry. Um, we've come across a villain that isn't either completely, like, misunderstood, like com- the empty you're child. You're not completely, like, innocent, yeah. Or, but they're a villain that is trying to actively make decisions to change something, but they are not necessarily outright evil yeah, People. we don't know. Again, we don't know whether it's going to be for better or for worse. Yeah. They, they may tweet in the same way. It's like, yes, we're going to, uh, as I'll make the comparison to Thanos, like, we're going to kill 50% of the population of the universe. Mm-hmm. But it makes it better for the other 50%. So it's like, 
oh, that's horrible, Ugh. but also... See, the thing is, know, obviously, mm. you do know that these people are evil because they're eating children, like, they're just eating the staff, like As that. Said, they, they got they got to this position where they could break this guy's paradigm by force. But I think the reason that Finch puts that argument to the Doctor in the way he puts it is, well, A, to get one over on him in a certain way. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But B, because it, like, is really difficult for the doctor because as you can see rose and sarah jane are in the background sort of like doctor don't listen to him and they genuinely are having to almost talk him down because the doctor is like tempted like really tempted because finch comes in and he's like does he say something i can't remember again it's been like two weeks since we watched it but does he say something about bringing his people yeah he talks about bringing the time lords yeah And so, so obviously you know, the Doctor's tenant- really tempted by this kind of like, oh my god, I could make everything right again. Because like, he's still very raw. Yeah. Still raw from the Time War. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I think the argument was designed to sort of make him and the audience both kind of think like, is this genuinely like a... Could this be a good thing? I mean, you As know said, kind if, if of from the audience's was- perspective that it's like, nah, he's just pulling a fast one on you, mate. But if it if it were outlined that like what he would have done with mm-hmm. the Skaces paradigm broken, then you know you could make a decision whether what he wanted to do was good or bad. It's just heavily implied that yeah, they're that bad, it's bad because they're they're the villain of the week for Doctor Who. And yeah, as you say, they've been killing people mm-hmm. to further their own agenda, which usually means they're, they're bad, bad people. I mean, you don't uh, kill someone if you're a good person, really, do you? Depending on who the person you kill is. But anyway. I mean, that's uh, getting too heavy now. Let's move good on. Per- good person kills Hitler. Is that okay? We'll get to that in series six, baby. Oh, God. Let's kill Hitler, lol. Anyway. That was a thing, not wasn't the it? Point. Um, and yeah, it, the, the actual like plot ends with, um, as said, canine blowing up the, the Krillitane oil because they know that it's toxic. Uh, when they're all in the kitchen, they, they gather them all together just conveniently and then canine blows them up. And, you know, Mickey gets the kids out of school. We are in a car. Take down the, the <laughs> front doors. Kenny, Kenny's not eating the chips. He's not He's not able to uh, participate. So he's just sort of outside the classes. How he manages to go and notice by the rest of the teachers, I have no idea. Probably because they just um, are, like, too focused on them breaking the Maybe they're just like, well, paradigm. he's one kid. What is he going to do? Yeah, literally. And um, also, they've already shown that they're not going to eat him because when he finds the, the black teacher as a bat... He doesn't get eaten because the teachers. Like, I think it's because they can't along, feed on. Kenny. They can't feed on the kids because there will be a and like some sort of people will people will notice. Yeah. Whereas an orphan, no as much people notice. would notice, it's not going to be as big of a deal. Yeah. I guess. that sounds really horrible towards orphans, but that's how they kind of justify it in the show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, canine blows them up, and then one of the things I think I don't I don't know that I asked you this or whether I think we both thought this at the same time. How does the school explode? Yeah, because I was like, you have a, a just a literally you see the vat of oil explode. Normally, does it just splash oil everywhere? Yeah, because that's what I was like. I was like, it just splashes oil all over them. It doesn't actually explode. And then you're in the next shot, and then all of a sudden the school's blown up. Because <laughs> at first I thought that's a really like I mean obviously the you know, the idea of the school blowing up and all the kids cheer and it's like Kenny blew up the school and yeah we all love Kenny now we don't just ignore him because assumedly. He's a bit of an outcast of a character. I mean, he's a bit of a nerdy um, kid, and you can tell. Yeah, um, but then I pointed out the fact that the the well, actually is the, he? No, the dinner lady, the dinner lady earlier on gets that little splash of it, and she flashes in like a hot flash, and whatever happens to her. Oh yeah, that's true. Because Rose is woman. like, is she okay? And she's like, it's fine. It's she she, does she, that. she obviously like catches fire or something. So imagine all of these crillitane all together in a in a relatively enclosed space inside a school kitchen. Uh, they all are all like like sodden 
in Krillitane oil. And then they all do this hot flash thing. They're in a kitchen with, you know, chips, deep up fryers, which means there's oil yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, gas. And, just and... Gen- and gas, yeah. So obviously it, the actual school blowing up actually does make sense. It does, if you think about it. But it just, if you if you like sort of half glance, it's kind of like, that didn't, that But that you almost strange. kind of wish that um, they'd gone from them being splashed with oil to seeing the the explosion start inside the kitchen just to give you some form of like how the explosion started because going from them just being in oil to the school blowing up seemed really tangentially related and it was kind but of I, like... I feel like if i feel like if there were like a, a one of the crudatane people stood by like i don't know the hobs and you see them like flash up in like the background, for example, and yeah. you hear the sort of sound of gas, and you see like Mr. Finch look around as you hear the hiss of gas like start to build. I feel like as much as that would make more sense to contextualize the explosion, it would also feel a lot more gruesome. It so would be probably that's why they step but, I mean, away. You from don't that. have to like see any like people explaining. You could no, just no, no, literally... no. I don't mean that, but it, it it means it's like it's more. I think it's more deliberately implied. Mm to not show or to not really put you in that position like you could easily like put show a, a matte painting of a school being blown up and be like there's nobody in there but if you really contextualize it alternatively and you really feel like there's somebody in there then it will feel different alternatively what they could they have done away from it. was just showed canine lasering the oil and instead of the oil just like the can bursting and splattering because you they could have just had the laser heat the oil and the oil being the thing that caused the explosion like that would have made more sense because then at least you sort of but then they wouldn't have had that like bit where anthony head is like you bad dog and he's like affirmative affirmative (laughs) and then you get the explosion so obviously like you know that was the point of that wasn't it so yeah so it's it's it's, it is a little bit uh Oh my god, the What's word the is word just completely left me. Abrupt. Yeah. Like a little bit abrupt. Kenny but, it feels like... <laughs> but it does seem to work contextually. You you have that that moment of realising that the doctor's gonna say goodbye to K9. Obviously he rebuilds him and makes K9 Mark Four and, and so on. He gives him gives him back to Sarah Jane after he leaves. Like that's all really <gasps> he nice. He rebuilt you. That's such like, honestly, I actually cry when that bit happens yeah. when Sarah Jane gets reunited with K9. It's so because she's like, but that you, was my dog. I'm gonna be all on my own. Like that's yeah, that like, was kind you, of like you, the you last you living see memory how, that she had of like the doctor. You know, when the doctor's like, we need to run, and when she's like, where's K9? Like, where is he? And that that look of defeat, like Mickey and Rose and all the kids are, are ecstatic that this has happened. Uh, obviously, no idea it was all aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just see their school blow up. Um, then the doctor's sort of a bit more like, uh, not like neutral. Mm. He's just, I think he's just not showing anything, and there's just Sarah Jane looking completely defeated. I think the thing about and... the doctor being neutral though is because he really didn't want to like kill them all. He just he gave them a chance. He said, like, "It's true." He, you know, you either take this and leave, or I'll have or to I'll stop, stop you. you. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing I like about David's doctor is his moral compass is very set. Like. He yeah. gives you one chance, you break that chance, or you can't. He can't be held responsible for his actions, like. And that's what I kind of like is like you get that fairness. And in the history of Doctor Who, 
no one, despite the fact that supposedly the Doctor's legacy, like, surpasses him, no one in the history of Doctor Who has ever gone, yeah, do you know what, I'll take that warning and leave, thank you very much, I'll survive for another day, take it care, would be an interesting. <laughs> I think the only way they'll be able to get that over in the series is if they literally come into the episode with them in the middle of something, kind of like... The weirdly the first thing that's come to mind of them being in the middle of something like complete, almost completely irrelevant was in Torchwood and the I think it's the first episode of series two where they're chasing the weird blowfish dude oh, yeah, around Cardiff the car. <laughs> and then they shoot the guy in the in the that family's living room and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um. So I feel that's the only way they could do that is like the doctor like literally a confrontation to open the episode. You know, you take this warning and go and they go. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. Roll titles. Why not? Like that. That should be quite funny. But after that. Uh, Sarah comes to the TARDIS, she sees it, there's the whole you've redecorated line, oh I love it, she really likes it, and there's the do you, you know, do you want to come, she says no and then Mickey says can I come? Can I come? And and Rose has a face Rose's like a slapdass. Yeah, fine, great, why not? <laughs> and it's like I think the, th- the thing is, it's like is that more of an annoyance of like this is like to Mickey of this is our thing, like this is mine and the doctor's thing. You you shouldn't be here as well. Or do you think it's a case of Oh no, it's Rose definitely being a like, case of Rose being now, infatuated with the doctor and now she's got a whole like, lot of because now, Mickey's now, there. Yeah, now I can't be all cutesy face. Because and, the thing and, is she you know, wouldn't I don't think she minds. I mean obviously I think it's a picture of both. Like, no, this is mm. our thing, like we've been doing this for blah 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 blah. But I don't think she minds Mickey being there for like one or two because obviously he's helped them out he's been there for one or two like you know of the sort of adventures that they've had so i don't think it's so much of a thing like she doesn't want him there for the adventure she's just kind of like great now i can't fawn over the doctor and be in a relationship with him that i want because mickey's gonna be here and i feel like i'm gonna have to be in a relationship with him despite Mm. the fact that at this point, I feel like she's kind of in a relationship with neither of them and both of them at the same time. <laughs> so it's weird because it's like it's going to make the dynamic awkward, but in reality, it doesn't. Mm-mm. It's not too bad. And maybe like going back to watching these next couple of episodes because he's only really with them for like three episodes. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, the next episode yeah. is so good. I'm super oh, yeah. excited. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to be able to pick apart that relationship a bit more. So yeah, yeah, me too. So, but. That, that's going to be really fun. But just to sort of wrap up on the, the narrative of this, obviously Sarah Jane says goodbye. Obviously it's not the last time we see her because she does go off to do her spin-off series, which somebody did ask, I think uh, it was Matthew Keck, yes. Uh, and he asked about whether this was uh, episode was solely to introduce the Sarah Jane adventures. And after doing some research, no, that's not the case. Um, the Sarah Jane Sarah adventures Jane, happened after. Sarah Jane adventures happened after. The BBC were wanting a... Uh, kids Doctor Who spin-off thing. As for what it was going to be, it wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ori- originally, Elizabeth Sladen apparently wasn't going to come back for this episode until she realised that she was actually like the focal point. Like it one of like the a, focal it wasn't points, like, yeah. It wasn't like a cameo. She was there to be Sarah Jane again for an episode. And mm-hmm. She was like, you're obviously going to jump at the chance. So she did it. And then after that, after that point, the concept of the Sarah Jane Avengers came. So... That's how that happened. It wasn't done as like a backdoor pilot, mm. but it did. I think it was almost like a, a, a light bulb moment for the BBC and Russell T Davies to go, oh, actually, this yeah, works. That, that could work. Yeah. So, yeah, that answers that. But um, when she sees K9, new K9, all happy. And all the wagon. When they wa- this is the third thing I had written down. When they walk off, 
she says, come on, we've got work to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm here thinking, it, I'd say I'm here thinking, I, I feel like it's kind of obvious, but it could also be a coincidence, but I'm going to assume it's obvious that that is a reference to survival, which is when Doctor Who got cancelled in 1989, because that is literally the last thing Sylvester McCoy's Doctor says. Oh, that's show, cute. Is, come on, Ace, we've got work to do. Aww. And for some reason, after all these that. years of watching it, after all these years of watching it, only when we watched it the other week did I realise, hang on a second, that's what Sylvester that's McCoy says. Is that like, <laughs> is that like a a direct sort of reference to the classic series that isn't just, look, it's Sarah Jane. Yeah. Let's put this reference to 1989 in, which is just super cool. That's cute. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. There's a fun fact for you, Amy, and a fun fact for the people listening. But um, Didn't you have a couple more have- questions? Yes, I've got I've got one more question. There is a question that's probably a bit uh, bit tough to answer in a in a short time, so we might have okay. to well, leave that one. But it's one you can always one ask that, it to me, and we'll go away and think about it's it. It's a slightly more it's a slightly more open question that you could really apply to anything, so not necessarily just this. But it's um, Hannah Forster asked about child actors, right? And have there been moments where the children have acted better than the adults? So that'll be one we'll have to try and keep in mind throughout mm. the uh, throughout the series because there have been examples of fantastic child actors. As much as she's not really a child, I always think back to like Nancy as a because I'm assuming she was a teenager Nancy. when in any child. Oh yeah, yeah. Because obviously she seems quite young mm-hmm. in that. Obviously not not necessarily a child actor, but um, you know. I think her. some like they do, like as much as you do get a very very occasional child actors like the ones in um oh i must admit the boy the, the young boy who plays whatever the kid's name is is it george in night terrors oh yeah he is very good um no who am i then you get of? people then you get people like um thinking oh, of the two kids in the christmas special who smile when they're not supposed to in that big crowd child actors like that not necessarily yeah better than I the adults really but um yeah yeah, but yeah, that's one thing we will we'll keep in mind. That one about child actors, we'll have to try and point because out. Because the thing about Doctor Who stuff. is, I feel like, despite the fact that it's a family show, the 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 children who are like acting in it, there aren't many. Sto- I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. There aren't many stories that uh, center around children as not like sort of the one of the main relationships to the story like this episode is a good example because children just happen to be a byproduct of what's going on like they're not the main I focus mean, isn't the kids it's the krillitanes like whereas in like for example that so that's like a good example of where like child actors are sort of used like as kind of like an extra to the story whereas like i feel like later on you don't get many child actors in Doctor Who who either aren't the villain or who aren't related to like the Doctor so like Amy Pond when she's a child or like you know things like that like I, I mean, said, Amy Pond when she's a child is like is, is, is a slightly different case because obviously it's a, it's the same character but yeah, just yeah. a younger but person. like correct me I if said, I'm like, wrong obviously because I don't really remember New George I think, well. I think it's George again correct me if I'm wrong if it is uh, Night oh, Terrors you mean the one where the thing's in the wardrobe yeah yes it is George and I love so that's, oh that's one he's, example he's of, of a that's one example of an episode that is a bit more like focused on the child. But I know what you mean. Like you don't get 
that often you get like a child to really stay with the with like as a companion dynamic mm-hmm. to the doctor throughout the course of the episode you don't really see that as much again we might be wrong there might be a few more that we've that we'll think of but yeah it's it's a strange it's a it's a it's a, a direction doctor who hasn't really gone in as much so we'll keep an ear out for that one uh, hannah and finally hey it's bertie okay asks a very very off topic question but i had to put this in do you guys even remember collecting those doctor who battles in time trading cards uh, i'm guessing by the look on amy's face that's a no for you no i had doctor who sticker books of course you did <laughs> i had battles in time trading cards i bought loads of them nobody i knew are. did well exactly nobody 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 played like the game but apart from actually very relevant at school school dinners actually again um i used the money that my parents gave me one day to buy a shiny special weapons dalek <laughs> off another kid in my school <laughs> what a great use of so your i i went hungry that day to have a shiny piece of card Mate, with my favorite dalek when you it. were that old i bet that was the best decision you'd ever made i would have been like 12 11 12, you were probably like oh so. my god i can't believe i've done this yeah oh Ah, oh, flip! I can't believe I can't you've done believe this. Done this. <laughs> As I go hungry for a day to get a piece of card, but yeah, mate, you'd have eaten dinner when you got home. You'd have been alright. I was. Next time, we're going back to France. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, so I know every time we've recorded this podcast, I've been like, oh my god, the next episode's so good. Oh my god, the next episode's so good. But like, literally, the girl in the fireplace is one of my favourite episodes. Like, it's so it's a Moffat episode. Good, is it really? It's a Moffat episode. Wow. Yeah. Moffat, as we've said before, Moffat in series one to four is absolutely Killer. pristine. So we'll get to like, we'll get to Moffat's, uh, I don't say downfall, but like that <laughs> the perceived, like the perceived highs of him being showrunner versus what actually happened was like, oh. But the oh, girl in the fireplace is smashing. But yeah, fireplace, girl in the fireplace is something oh, else. so good. So look forward to that whenever that may be. Again, this will be a more as and when thing. We'll keep you posted on Twitter and in Discord as to when we will be filming. We'll always be trying to match, trying to get it at least every two weeks. But again, mm-hmm. it depends on what life decides to throw at what us. What I so have please bear that in mind. attempted to do is write us up a brief schedule for the next couple of weeks so that we can release episodes maybe every couple of weeks every three weeks over christmas so that you guys won't necessarily have like a really long break over christmas because both rich and i are on holiday for a good sort of portion of like time over christmas two, three weeks. Yeah. rich is on holiday for like two three weeks i'm on holiday for a week um i'm also away in two weeks time so therefore it's going to be like a bit of back and forth between like when we're going to get to record and when we're not going to get to record so yeah apologies but we will we're trying like we really are trying (laughs) and we do enjoy doing it like it's not like we're avoiding it or anything yeah but please yeah please bear with us and thank you for, for for waiting and as long as the uh the the tweets or the messages aren't like aggressive aggressive i do appreciate the fact that people are like i want to i want the next podcast like if you're so messaging us to be like hey like any idea when the next podcast might be like i'm more than happy to reply and say at the moment no like maybe not or hopefully it'll be this hopefully it'll be that but if you're gonna be like if you're gonna oi! be like oi idiots you, you yeah. haven't recorded in ages like come Please on do i that. need my content like no yeah. we're not gonna respond because that's but not yeah fair. thank you for bearing with us it'll be uh hopefully we'll be back in ideally like week after next if we're sticking for fortnightly because fortnightly does seem a bit more feasible for us Mm -hmm. as said but yeah we'll keep you in the loop over on twitter you can follow me at pickup change toe and you can follow me at ames underscore elizabeth 
Indeed. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Get ready for God in the Fireplace, in case you haven't already yes. watched it, which you probably already have if you've not been able to wait for the podcast to come out so you can Sorry. continue watching. We apologise. Otherwise, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.